You seek the key, but first you must learn the ways of precision, craft and performance with Acura's all-electric ZDX. With a premium Bang & Olufsen sound system, up to a 313-mile range, and A-Type S variant with an estimated 500 horsepower, their ZDX is the most powerful SUV yet. Unlock the energy when you visit Acura.com to order yours today. Hello and welcome to the Two Robbies podcast with me, Robbie Musto, and him, Robbie Earl, reacting to the Sunday games, the remaining games in the Premier League of Match Week 12. Now, we'll get to the games at Anfield, Stamford Bridge and the Emirates, but we have to start with the big game, the Manchester derby, uh, the Etihad Stadium in Manchester, where City beat United 3-1. Uh, it was a fascinating game, Robbie Earl. It was mm. a game where we can really kind of start to gauge some opinions about where these two clubs are right now. Yeah. It's a competitive fixture. Mm. Um, wow, what a match it was. What was your initial kind of thoughts on the game? Well, as expected, Manchester City dominated possession. Mm. But the, the, their, style, the, their style of play, Rob, um, their movement of the ball, their decision-making in, in, in certain situations almost paralyzes the, oppo the, the opposition. That's what I found. Mm. And so United maybe, and, and I know we'll maybe get to talk about Fellaini and that he wasn't maybe wanted to start by the manager, but he felt he had to. Um, you know, so he got a little bit of size in there with, with Matic um, and, and Fellaini and Herrera, who, you know, continues to, to, to give of his best in a hard-working mm. role in a midfield. But then you've just got, Pure technicians, Rob, who move the ball, who um, invite passes, who join in with the front men. It was mm. just such a contrast between mm. silk and steel. It was, it was, it was poetic movement. I mean, we, we people can say we can get carried away, and and mm. and the the biggest thing I would say: three one hugely flattered Manchester United. Mm. Just just quickly on the goals, Rob. I mean, City got off to a quick uh, a quick start. Yeah. Silva mm. gets the first one in the first yeah. ten fifteen minutes. Aguero gets a really nice goal. He powers in Lovely from one a, too, a yeah. difficult angle, and the amazing goal, the forty four pass goal towards mm. the end to make it three one. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, Edison again made a mistake coming yeah. out that gives United their goal. So I mean, it, it, that that's kind of the, the details of the goals. Yeah. But the general yeah. game mm. and the difference uh, in the match, as you alluded to, I've I've got. You know, silky Man City and clunky Man United. I think in, in, the, the the difference and trying to narrow in on the difference. I mean, there's lots of differences, Rob. Yeah. But I think I, I want to start by, and you talked about it a little bit there. The, the main difference for me is the centre of midfield. Is this is the midfield players in this club now? You know, Martial, Rashford, Lingard, or, or yeah. Lukaku. You know, Alexis, the guys that came on, Aguero, Sterling, and, and Riyad Mahrez. Yeah, I mean, not not huge difference in terms of individuals. Forget everything else. Forget the manager. Mm. Forget the team. Sterling, Aguero, Mares versus Rashford, Martial, Lingard. Yeah, 
But the difference comes in the middle of the park. It, it, it just absolutely mm. does. David yeah. Silva, Bernardo Silva, Fernandinho, Fernandinho. are absolutely mm. yeah. light years ahead mm. of Fellaini, mm. Matic and Herrera. Yeah. And I know Paul Popper wasn't there. And yeah. granted, he would have made a difference. Mm. But, but Kevin but De Bruyne still. is not there, Rob, to, right, to balance exactly. that argument. Yeah, absolutely right. Good point. And, and that's where it all stems mm. from. Those midfield yeah. players. Those midfield players from Man City can get the ball in any situation, combine and involve the front players. And you can't say that for Manchester United. Mm. The United boys can't play like that. They can't. They can't get turned and combine and, and dominate possession. They can't put many passes together. Part of that is a manager's tactics. So that area, for me, it is it, absolutely key in everything the city want to do. Mm. And 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 the United's three could do nothing, nothing to stop those guys playing. I mean, I totally take your point, but but I I think it's bigger than that, Rob. I think it's about. Manchester City go into games with a plan, with a tactic, with an understanding of what they're yes, trying to do and how they're trying yeah. to achieve it. Yeah. Manchester United's whole plan is based around what they are trying to limit the opposition to do. It's almost Manchester United are winning games or getting results because the opposition don't take all their chances. Because the that's, opposition that's the same though, Jose. That's, that's just but, Jose Mourinho, isn't it? Yeah, but what, but what I'm saying is that, that when... As I looked at that game, Rob, I couldn't see what Manchester United's plan was because they were never going to get the ball. They were never going to have as many chances. I mean, they had one shot on target in 90 minutes. I mean, mm. I, I really hope that Manchester United fans weren't kidding themselves at 2-1 that we're back in the game and it's closed because it, it wasn't. Uh, mm. One shot on target being the goal that you score, a penalty kick that's a mistake by the goalkeeper, tells mm. you that they didn't create anything, Rob. No. I didn't create I, well, anything. No, we, we, we know this, don't we? That's why yeah, I but, said but, right at the start, is this is confirmation of a lot of things that we've been talking about, these two teams that come together in one game. The difference on the ball of, of the, the red team and the blue yeah, team was Exactly, was that, that's my point. It's not The midfield is, is one element that, that makes that yeah. contrast huge, yeah. but the whole thing yeah. is, is different. That, that's the big thing I'm saying. The, 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 the team whole thing. And, and I wrote something down, Rob, and I, and I kind of ended up making myself laugh. I said... It's no longer the Manchester derby, Rob. It's not competitive anymore. Mm. From Manchester United's point of view, it's become mm. the Manchester damage limitation. <laughs> Manchester United go into that game looking to to suppress City yeah. and keep the scoreline down. That's the sole purpose of Manchester United in that game. That's how far we've come in two and a half years of Pep Guardiola taking over Manchester City. It's amazing because... Um to continue that point, because it, it is obvious. I mean, Marcus Rashford comes right back <laughs> to pick up Fernandinho. I mean, they they, they, they were one no nil down. Release, did they? Even at one nil down, Rob. Yeah. I looked at yeah. United thinking, well, you know, mm. they've, they've they've conceded again. By the way, yeah. they conceded the first goal yeah. again, yeah. which is going to happen well, when you never get on the front foot. We're just get, as a we're side get out. there, but yeah, keep yeah. Going. And they still at one nil down. We're like. Damage limitation, like yeah. sitting back behind the ball. Yeah. So like, well, this is okay. This is okay. We're behind. I mean, those two wide players, Jesse Lingard and Martial, are having to, are having to race back all the time. I mean, the defensive nature of the team uh, continues to be astonishing to me, really. And it, it should not be like that. This this Mourinho United team is is so is so far away. What what. It should be, and I'm not saying that it should be top of the league and even very close to Man City, but where they are right now in the league table, they've got mm. what minus one goal difference where yeah. they are now. I think they're 12 points behind City already. Um, it, it, just, it just begs more questions, Rob. It begs more debate between mm. me and you about how, why, and what's going on at this football club. This was just a stark 
contrast. And you just said about it, Rob, th- these two guys took over this football club yeah. at the same time. And mm-hmm. the season they just witnessed with their previous managers, they finished on the same points. Now, yeah. I, we can say that City had younger players and had better players maybe, but that's the fact of it. They were the same on the mm-hmm. same points. And the direction and the difference with these two guys in charge of, this cl- of these clubs is incredible of what we're seeing right now from last season to this season. And it just it's just a bad look for Jose Mourinho, Rob, that, that, that isn't closer. And the others are doing mm. a better job trying to close that gap than yeah. Manchester United, Absolutely. who are now I sat mean, in eighth. Manchester United's challenge is no longer about Manchester City. Forget that. Manchester United's challenge is no longer about winning titles. Forget that. Manchester City's challenge is to grab... Any way they can, that fourth spot. Yeah, United. Yeah, Manchester United. Sorry, Manchester United. Sorry, their ambition is that fourth spot. Anything beyond that, it, you, 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 you're talking way too much. Because I know, and I thought Robbie must just come in on, and he loves data and facts. So let's get some data and fact. They're 12 points behind Manchester City with 12 games gone. So yeah, that's that's gone. By the way, they're only 12 points above, above Cardiff City at the mm. other end of the table. So that, mm. that's where they are. They, they sit mm. behind Watford, they sit behind Bournemouth. But I know mm. you love data and fact. Mm. Only Fulham have, conceded few, have had less clean sheets than Manchester United. Yeah. Only Fulham. So Huddersfield and Cardiff have yeah. had more clean sheets what? than Manchester yeah. United. I mean, in how a, in does a, that in work? In a defensive-minded coach, ha- Robbie. How does that work? 20 well, it, goals conceded. Let, let's just make this right. It's not just about the one centre-back that he needed no. in the summer. There's no, no way that these, mm. these, these numbers are that much better. One player can't make all this difference. And I mean, it's really, no. really gone backwards. And if this tactic, Rob, or, or if the way they're playing is like, okay, they go go behind, as we've seen in a number of games now, and in, in recent ones they've come to win, you've got to have a functioning attacking line to, to do that. He's got a malfunctioning attacking line. Data in fact, Robbie Musto, in, in the calendar year, so in 2018, Manchester United have scored less goals than Bournemouth. Wow. In the calendar year... Wow. Manchester United have conceded more goals than Newcastle United. <laughs> really? I'm, I'm, I'm giving you data and fact, Robbie Musto. I'm, I'm shoving it down your throat. Wow. In the calendar year 2018, only Ro- Romelu Lukaku has got double figures in the Premier League. So, wow. over the course of the year. So, Alexis Sanchez in the calendar year, who's one of the highest played players in English football, has Didn't got three, go- three Premier League goals. That data and start, fact. That didn't start, didn't that. start the game. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, mean we, we're starting to get to a point where, whoa, hold on a minute. Like, this is mm, Manchester United. Mm, yeah, and, and we're getting to the stage where, in the years that we were, were playing, Rob, and Manchester United were playing Manchester City, City were a bit irrelevant. It wasn't close, and it was a bit like, oh, it's almost getting roles reversed in, in a short space of time. On our last podcast, Rob, our radio show on Saturday... Mm. I think I remember asking you the question that, that yeah. is this game going to mm. kind of decide bit, if the power yeah. shift is kind of yeah. complete that right now that the of the Man City are the dominant force in the city mm. that are going in the right direction that mm. are going to win trophies in the future and and United are second best and I think we've we've now haven't we've got our answer yeah. I mean, yeah. you know I know fans United fans listening are going to throw in things at the at their wherever the, the radio or whatever it is their their phone or whatever mm. and they can of course go to data and fact of history, history. I'm just we're just history, saying now yeah. we're yeah. just saying let's right let's take now. history out cuz 
history goes back to maybe the days of Alex Ferguson. Let's take yeah. the last five years, six years coming up since, since Sir Alex Ferguson left. Manchester mm. United's numbers, performances, style mm. of play mm. has been mid-table, has been eighth, seventh, eighth, sixth, seventh, eighth in terms of what they're doing. I mean, mm. Manchester, we're in a position, Rob, and I'm looking at the league table as, we, as we're going through talking mm. here. Mm. Watford and Bournemouth have the same points, but sit above Manchester United on goal difference. Watford and Bournemouth. Now, the argument Man United fans can be about what City spend and, and all the regularity yeah. with, with financial play and all that, we're talking about Watford and Bournemouth sitting above Manchester United after 12 games. I listened to um, Gary Neville, who's obviously mm. a former United player, um, yeah. big pundit in the UK, mm-hmm. and he's, he's still defending the manager. And he's saying that Jose Mourinho is a winner. He's won everywhere he's gone. This isn't this this is anybody anybody else going in there, he says, would not would not be doing would not be competing with Man City right now. But you've yeah. just said it in your last answer, Rob, mm. that other teams are closer to City. Other teams yeah. are above United. This is mm. not acceptable for Manchester United. Mm. And 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 he and he said that this isn't acceptable. But he refuses to blame the manager. And this is Mourinho's third season. He's had an incredible amount of money and yeah. time to get things right. To go to, to go to your biggest rivals, your derby rivals, and to sit back like scared, like a scared team that, that have no idea how to stop and didn't even want to stop the opponents. I mean, there was a little re- wiggle of rumour that this is turning around after that Juventus uh, victory, yeah, you know, yeah, was it turning yeah. a corner, or mm. or was it, which I think it is now, which I I always what I think is happening now is that he's limping on. Jose yeah. Mourinho is limping yeah. on at this football club. The 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 data and the fact that you give us there, Rob, earlier about some of those comparisons yeah. with some of those other teams that that is amazing. And yeah. now we're talking. That's a that's a calendar year. That's a long. Yeah, that's, that's a, a lot, lot of time. data. That's a long mm. period of time to, for the for the ownership, the, the board, to say, you know what? Yeah, we're not we're not structurally we're not right, and yeah, City are doing amazing things, but it's yeah. not okay, and it's yeah. not acceptable no. to spend a half a billion dollars on, on new talent mm. and be sat with a minus one goal difference, um, and, and other teams, smaller clubs above you. So, mm. I, it, well, it, it, confirmation for me, Rob. This game, yes, yeah, absolutely. And what was fascinating, Rob, when when. Both managers spoke about the game after the match. They they're very different people. They had very different views on how they saw the door, how they thought the derby went. What about the passes for the third goal? Forty-four passes and in. That's close to perfection, isn't it? Well, it's, it's a dream, you know, to to pass the ball, to move the opening. The reason for the pass the ball is to move the opening. It's not the other reason why. It's pass the ball from pass the ball. Is no sense. So we pass them all to move the opening, the right tempo, the assist from, from Bernardo and uh, the right tempo from Gundogan. Gundogan is incredible how he arrived, how he helped us in the, in, when he played. We put another midfield player there and more control and, and we had more more chance. So in that terms, it was, was fantastic. I don't think it's a bad performance at all. I told already the players that um, one thing is to win two matches at home, 6-0, and be fresh and be relaxed and be not just physically but also mentally. Another thing is two matches away where the second one is Juventus where you fight like animals and it's not just the physical effort, it's also the mental effort, the pressure before the game, the pressure during the game. And I think some of, of the boys, they felt it um, a little bit. Yeah, I mean, uh, he's going to come out with whether you think it's reasons or excuses, Rob. Yeah. Um, as expected, 
Um, but to say that it wasn't a bad performance at all, you know, I, I think that's... It's pushing it. That's pushing it with the fans. I mean, I, I know that the fans have been pretty loyal to Jose Mourinho and, and he has brought them silverware in his time yeah. there, but, but it has to be alarming, mm. the difference and the golf. And that's the thing yeah. that I think all the UK media outlets, all the newspapers, mm. went with, the, with the, the difference in the golf of the class of those two teams was, was pretty stunning. And I, and, and I think it's hard to argue against that. It really is, whether it's tactically... Um, yeah. I mean, it, the, every every passage of play from Pep's point of view, there's a there's a design around it. I just yeah, had a, I had absolutely. a few minutes, Rob, just looking at David Silva and his starting position when they have the ball at the back or with Fernandinho. Yeah. It's it's as a striker. Hi, he's and like when, an auxiliary yes, striker, isn't he? he is. yeah. So when you look at that front line, correct, you've yeah. got the the normal kind of front mm. three players, yeah, and you've got Aguero. So there's your three, yeah. sorry. And then you've got David Silva and Bernardo Silva, very high. So it's like a five yeah. up there. Now what correct. that five does it absolutely pins back the back four and then when one of those peels off they can't nobody can go with him because they've all got no. a man to mark anyway so the they've midfield still got four. Game gets the midfield gets disrupted straight away because yeah. they've got to deal with with the movement they, and they uh, don't uh, want Bernardo. to go back yeah so the, so united midfield Correct. players don't go back and mark silver because yeah, yeah. he's on the back line so when he drops in the midfield mm. there's nobody around him i mean the, the times that david silver gets the ball and turns yeah. and, and sets people ahead it's just uh, it's just an example rob of every mm. the attention to detail tactically yeah. to get an advantage to outnumber to find a player in space with no opponent is, is is pretty good, pretty remarkable, and I'm not well, sure we've seen anybody work like this no. in the Premier League for for as long as I, I can remember. I've written the same thing, and and we've got to. I think we're both wary of getting too up on City, you know, in terms of still got things to do, still got things to achieve. But I think two and a half seasons, Pep Guardiola is re- redefining some of the football that we've ever seen in the Premier League, Rob. And, and I was mm. the same. You, when you get games like we at the weekend, you go back, you just you know look through some things, and I, I started to read a few articles about you know people's time there, and I, I read a great one from Thierry Henry who talked about with Pep, he, he looks at the op- he looks at the way he's going to break you down, and he he wants to create dilemma in the opposition was, was his phrase, and he says whether it's through those which we call up those hotspots, so the distant the, the spaces between centre back and full back where they get those runners, that's a key spot. The wide areas where it's full-backs or wide players who either come in or stay out. Whether it's midfield players making a run. Whether it's Aguero with combination plays and, and, and movement. And he said a really interesting thing. He said, when Pep gets the ball, his view is that the team are going to die. The opposition are going to die. You've just got to pick your poison. And it might come through the middle. It might come down those hot spots. It might come down the wide. Because whatever you do... We're mm. going to create you another issue. We're going to create you another dilemma. We're going to create you and uh, ask you another question, and sooner or later, you're not going to come up with the answer. And and it's just it's it's kind of in a way, it's quite simple, but it, it's stunning in 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 the design and the execution. Yeah, I, I see. It, 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 it seems simple, Rob, but it's not, obviously it's not because no, it's no. really hard to pull off. I think I think you know that goal at the end, the third goal for City. Yeah. Um, I think that that we're going to break it down at some point on our show mm. because that 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 wasn't just forty four passes kind of going around. Yeah, there was a little yeah, bit of yeah. pressure involved at mm. least twice. And what I th- I think is different to the way that they do it when when the pressure is on, they absolutely find a way. To break a, a break a line where the mm. stones 
faking and, dri- and dribbling past the front line, whether it's a ball going vertically between the midfielders into the, the next space forward. There's always a vertical part to it. Yeah. And yeah. That's, that's, the, that's the thing that kills you because you can always press when they go side to side. Yeah. You know, you, you can, can press, press you, yeah. can, you can, but when that ball goes behind you and you look over your yeah. shoulder yeah. and then, yeah. oh, and yeah. that, yeah. that's what destroys the press. And on that goal and in the football in general, they are brilliant at destroying the press because they're technically very good and they always look to go vertical. So straight ahead through that line that takes out three or four players in that line yeah. and then they're in trouble and that continues by the way through the parts of the field through the team, yeah. through the team to, the, mm. to the attacking thing where we talked about it many times where they try and play these balls through defenders to get players around the outside again and uh, getting behind and they pull it back and score goals first time etc etc so I just yeah. you know yeah maybe people say we go over the top Rob but it, mm. it is special what we're seeing um, you know we asked a question many times last year is this the best team the Premier League's ever seen We'll see what happens this this season and what they win, but but I think we're absolutely seeing it. And just on that, can they go? Can they? What they didn't do last year, can they be invincible, Robbie Earl? Yeah, yeah. What I've seen, Rob, they can. It's like the question: Are they better? Can they get better? And I was thinking about this, and and I just want to touch on on one mm. thing you talked about there. There was a time, Rob, not that long ago, when. With Manchester City, you kind of thought if Vincent Company's for any out for any long spell, mm. City will be a bit soft. They'll they'll go missing. He's a guy who makes sure everybody's at the job. By the way, this back two, mm. if they can continue, if they can mature, are going to be something special. We, we people are going to be talking about these as possibly a great mm. one of the great partnerships mm. if they can continue to work because they they, they what what I like certainly about Laporte is. When the ball got thrown in once or twice, Rob, I liked he, he was there, he was around the Fellaini's and people. He wasn't going to get bullied out of it. But then when people like Rashford t- put, t- try to turn a pace, shows he's got, he's got good legs as well, you know. He can, mm. he can, get, he can cover the ground. Mm. And I just thought that he's, he's the young centre-back that maybe Stones has needed, that can work with, that, that mm. his football club has needed, to not, to not bypass Vincent Company, who's been a brilliant servant and still got a part to play, but mm. to make sure that that... that kind of frail to your negativity or when Vinny's not there mm. we're now getting a stage where these two are looking like the real deal and it's so important to what they start from the back the way they want the ball played the way that they both can get on the ball and as you say fake and get into midfield and all of a sudden disrupt the opposition um, I think that's outstanding the, the second point to your question about, about can they get better could they go invincible I was thinking about this, and you know, where 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 do we go? The, the two things that stand out are there's a little bit more depth, even if it's just Riyad Mahrez bringing in mm. another option gives him, a, a, you know, can change with Sane, can rest, can give um, Sterling you know, as a false nine, yeah. all that. The other thing they've got, Rob, is experience, and I don't, I, yeah. they've got an experience now. But this 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 team have done the full course. You know, like the United teams, they know when the times is. They know the Christmas period. They know where they've got to win. They know how to make sure they don't get beat. They, they've got that experience, and that's a huge, important thing. With the manager, with the group, they know what it takes to win a title. And, and I think that that's something that, that stands them stands mm. them apart from, from the, the group of last season. Yeah, and, and the, the, thing, the one thing that could derail them from that, Rob, is complacency. Yeah. And we haven't seen anything like that. It, it's been amazing. And, and just to follow and wasn't that... that wasn't that the, the, the Raheem Sterling thing? I think that's a really interesting point. Wasn't that yeah. the pep to Raheem Sterling 
that yeah. we don't we don't yeah. do that. We're not that team. We yeah. hurt people with our passing, with our movement, yeah. with our goals. We're yeah. not the and, and I've never seen that in a Pep team before. And I and I love the way I know Rebecca says is he slightly embarrassed Raheem Sterling. No, not at all. Ryan Sterling was brilliant again, hmm. but nip something in the bud straight away in terms of that isn't who we are. That isn't what we're about. We're not showboating. Hmm. We're here to play football, beat teams and win leagues. Yeah, it's a great point. It's a great point. And that's exactly what he said. He said it after his press conference yeah. that he, he, you know, he said, we don't need to do the leg over the ball and all that kind of stuff. So you're absolutely mm-hmm. right. He, he's always been classy like that, uh, Pep. And, and, and just finding on the team, Rob, yeah. just, you know, in season one, they were they were not easily upset, but they were upset a lot this team yeah. through, through pressing, through the energy yeah. of English football. Mm-hmm. In season two, rarely... But some t- Liverpool certainly upset them with the way that they played it. But most teams started to, to, to respect and fear the way they played and yeah. didn't high press so much. This mm-hmm. season, take it on again. Yeah. Everybody, yeah. everybody, there's nobody. I think I don't think there's anybody now that's gonna gonna for any mm. period of time. By the way, is to high press them because they've shown that they can they can play through that as we yeah. said earlier on. So it's almost not become easier, but their weaknesses, which can be hustle. Get in yeah, the face, yeah. close them down, the high press. Yeah. That that that. You've got to be brave to do that. You've got to be brave. You've got to be really that, brave and well that, set up to do yeah, that. Yeah, and, and there's there's hardly any that can do that now in the league. So that their their Achilles heel, if it even was one, seems to be mm. not an issue because of of how they've improved. And now the teams fear them so much that they rather just stay compact uh, through the middle or or deep to try and stop this team getting through. Yeah, remarkable abs- absolutely um yeah it was a 3-1 score line but it, it felt um and looked a little bit more than that to me in terms just of just before we move on we're just thinking like mm. just back to Mourinho and 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 what might happen where are we with that rob i mean I, my thought was that they would they would limp to the end of the season yeah and at the end of the season they'd review it all and they would think mm. you know what this isn't going in a great direction we'll change it are you are you on that are you with me I, on that are you still I, I think thinking i, I was still, still i was still I wasn't quite as, as convinced. I still think if they, they lose sight early. of top four, if they mm. lose sight of top four early, I mm. think they'll try and do something. I don't think Manchester mm. United can afford to not be in champ or, or be seen to not be in Champions League football, and, mm. and that's something that's decided with half a season to go. I think mm. that I think they'll look at that and go, you know what, somebody else with this group of players might just regenerate it and might just give us a chance. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be difficult to think who can do that, but you, yeah, you might be right. Yeah. You might be right. If, they, if they're in a similar position, eighth place, you know, as the weeks go on now, um, that, 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 yeah, that absolutely could happen. Mm-hmm. Should we move it on to yes. uh, Liverpool? Yeah. Uh, a club who you felt needed something of a result, a little bit of, of pessimism, negativity around the football club for maybe the first time this season under Jurgen Klopp. Uh, they got the win, Rob, was important. Uh, maybe not quite as flowing as they would like. I, I, mm. I saw a lovely line from Jurgen Klopp before. He said, we're not playing happy football at, at mm. the moment. He wanted mm. return to the joy in the football. Mm. I don't think it was quite the joy, but it was return to winning ways, which is important. Mm. Uh, a little bit of controversy, maybe about the first goal, Rob, in, in, in the way that it come. Alexander Mitrovic got a goal disallowed for offside um, that... that 
you know, was close. Probably might just been on the right side, whether it was the right decision, Mitrovic was offside. But then from a rolling ball, Liverpool go down the other end and, and score the goal through Salah. Mm. A lot of contention about whether the offside was right, whether, you know, the free kick wasn't taken with a static ball, whether Salah would have scored and what mm. that would have meant in the VAR situation. Yeah, well, it'd be very different, wouldn't it? It'd yeah, be very different. It, that we wouldn't. The goal wouldn't have scored from Liverpool. No. That wouldn't happen because the flag would have stayed down. Mm-hmm. The goal scored. They all celebrate, and then of course it's reviewed, mm-hmm. and it was incredibly tight. Uh, and yeah. whatever, in whatever happens on the back of that decision, it, you, you know Liverpool don't get to to go break quickly and score a goal. So that's that's just what's going to happen with VAR. It's mm-hmm. just that's just the fact. The goal would go in. They'd all celebrate. Oh, actually, yeah. you know, it was a great goal, and, and then you continue to the kickoff. Or yeah. and actually, it's offside. Let's restart the play here with an offside. So that, that's just how it's going to change. I mean, it, mm. it wasn't VAR's not in this game. So that the ball, the rolling, is not okay. That should have, should have been brought back as well. But we're yep. looking at a world now that VAR's coming in. It's just coming into to the Premier yeah. League. So it's yeah, better to, to to think about what might have happened in that situation, um, and it would. Have have been done very differently. Liverpool would not have scored on the back of that. That's mm. just the way it's going to be. But yeah, I, mean, I think for Liverpool, I mean, again, Jurgen Klopp, to be fair, he's trying to change things around a little bit, Rob. Again, yeah. a different kind of system, which I, I actually kind of like it against maybe some of the weaker teams. Yeah. You, if you can get that front three of Salah, Mane and Firmino in the team and you can play Jordan Shaqiri yeah. in a higher role, mm. um, I, I think that's pretty good. Now, yeah, the, yeah they, they weren't super silky. Mo Salah near the goal is a good thing and that six Premier League goals now in mm-hmm. 12 so one in two is always very good and he's not even at his same kind of levels you take away a midfield player in this, this um, system so it's just Wijnaldum Fabinho that you, you kind of like side by side yep. energy and a little bit of defensive nature so I actually quite like the setup it's just yeah the, the mojo or whatever it is that fluid mm. the happy the, the stunning that's, I mean, that's what it was last year a lot of it stunning football hasn't been there but defensively they are stronger it's another clean sheet 2-0 mm. victory against a struggling Fulham side that were a little more defensive set up you know it just was it was a little bit they were they were certainly trying to be a bit more defensive yeah. uh, with how they, they went about the game but but Liverpool you know for whatever we think they're playing they're still getting the points they're getting the three points and those front players are still chipping in with some goals. Mm. It's just interesting that, that Jurgen Klopp isn't going to start, continue with the 4-3-3 with Salah on the right. He is yeah. actively trying to make this Getting better the through changing the, yeah. the systems. Mm. Yeah. And, and just a, I think a little nod to Jurgen Shaqiri, really, Rob. I think mm. we all thought he, he, he comes into the squad. Maybe questions about, you know, will, he, will his attitude be right? Will he, will he be OK not, not being a starter? You know, good squad. Good squad, good atmosphere, manager we feel would manage him right. Didn't think it'd be a huge problem. But I've got to say, he's having a bigger influence on this football club and might have a bigger role to play than I thought yeah. when, he, when he was signed for the £12 million, I think it's like yeah. $60 million or something, which is looking an absolute bargain. Yeah. Um, I just think he, he, he might have more to offer, Rob, to, to, the, to this club as they go deeper into competitions and, and deeper as they try to hang on to City. Yeah, I mean, th- this is a starting eleven. He's mm. in the starting eleven, and mm. it worked okay. And you've still got one Alderman and uh, Fabinho. This, this yeah. is the way that he gets into the team. Mo Salah from the right hand side, no, more centrally. Firmino in the hole, so that leaves a spot on the left hand side. Yeah. And I think it works because everybody knows that he's got he's got some real nice quality. If you could if you could kind of argue against him, it would be. He's, he's a bit maybe mentally weak. He's not defensively yeah. very strong. He's not particularly a hard worker. Well, those three deficits 
at, at what Jurgen Klopp is really good at improving and making yeah. you want to run yeah. and making you want to kind of put the work into it as well, which he is doing now. And also just, just Liverpool Football Club at Anfield. The fans yeah. demand that. And yeah, because of his talent, to. his talent's mm. going to get him some yeah. oohs and some ahs and to be, mm. to be a, a fan favourite, if you like. And yeah. that, again, is another reason why he will be tougher. He will be uh, fitter. He will run more to justify his place in the team. So it just makes sense for so many reasons. If, if Shunja Kiri goes to, you know, anywhere else, Everton or, or West Ham or anywhere else, he might just be that guy that flits in and out of games a little bit. But at this club, with this manager in this stadium with these fans and with this group of players, he is up for everything. And, and he, I think he senses that something special is happening at this mm. club and he's really enjoying being with it. So we're seeing his yeah. best football, creative football and the other side that makes him, you know, an incredibly effective player for the team. Yeah, absolutely. Looking to port, Jordan Shakiri and for Liverpool's point of view, that's 30 points from 12 games. Great start for them. Clean sheets continue to roll along and really they're, they're the team and looking most likely to hang on to the to tails of Man City yeah. and make sure we have a title race. Let's move it on to uh, another team down uh, who were in the race a little bit but maybe lost a little bit of ground this weekend. Chelsea, Rob. Mm. Uh, Chelsea drew 0-0 with Everton. Um, although I think this is an Everton team that continues to be improving kind of like what I'm seeing with Marco Silva and, and the shape yeah. and outfit of yeah. his team. Um, maybe a few missed opportunities from Chelsea's point of view. Morata again had sort of one of those days where sometimes the ball comes in the box, Rob, and he, he just doesn't take what I would say strong decisions, take take hold of, of, of situations. Has mm. days where he kind of gets himself in the offside positions, kind of little bit of lack of concentration maybe or little mm. lack of focus. Just felt it was one of those days for Chelsea where it didn't quite happen. Jorginho was probably the the most in terms of his passing and his creativity wasn't quite quite on, on, on the money. His few of his decisions weren't, weren't quite as good and maybe mm. that affected the rhythm. It also, to me, Rob, just felt like one of those games after a kind of difficult European night, maybe travelling, getting back, a couple of days of training, sort of legs not quite as sharp and, 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 and um, quick as they would like. And it was just one of them kind of quite laboured kind of Chelsea performances. You know, do you know what I thought it was? I thought it was, I, I've seen this performance before. Um, and to be fair, in other games where they have scored, it might yeah. have been a little bit later. I've seen this kind of slow Plenty of possession, football, mm. but that slow football allows the opponents to get in a good shape. And Everton yeah. and Marcus Silva are a good shape now. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it, it's almost their bad result in, in inverted commas. So when when they're not at their dynamic or their skillful yeah. or as our best or their mm. penetrative best, then then they still benefit from having the ball a load, a ton. Yeah. So the nil-nil, it feels like, well, yeah, they weren't at their best. That you know, Murata or Hazard or whoever it is, found it difficult to get through, and the football was a little bit slower. But they still yeah. get a nil-nil. I think we're going to see yeah. a few of these. I think we're going to see a few of these nil-nils yeah. from Chelsea because of, of the of the possession that allows the t- opponents to get back, and that mm. makes it a hard challenge to get through those two banks of four, or whatever it is. So yeah. you know, yeah, it's the penetration it's, part that I think Mauricio Sarri will try and work on to yeah. to make sure he creates a little bit more. It's just. I don't well, know. he agreed Sometimes with you, actually. I think he, his comments after the game were first off that their passing, their movement was, was too slow. Mm. 
uh, and allowed the opposition. Now, I think there's two things on that. I think what he has got, and, and one of the things maybe that stands out, they've also got a decent shape and setup themselves. So yeah. if a bad day is a nil-nil against Everton, that's you know, it's not the worst thing in the world. That, that you know, a bad a bad day isn't a three-nil defeat. That's right. Um, yeah. You know, and it, so they've got that as, as as a baseline, and as you say, maybe improving the passing, maybe looking um, to make some better decisions on the ball, um, increase mm. the speed of play to, to affect the opposition. But as you say, listen, we all know some days the legs just don't quite feel it. They're a little bit dead. You might have travelled. Mm. You might not quite be feeling, you know, great. And that's when, if, if Hazard doesn't come up with a bit of magic or Willian Pedro, um, they, they may be a little bit easier to, to play against. But The other, the I, other thing that Kyle, so our good friend Kyle Martino, mm-hmm. made a good point, and I want to get your take on it. Yeah. In games like this, we've just talked about need for penetration, for skill. Yeah. and for, for somebody a little bit creative. He makes mm. a point that Ross Barkley, who sat on the bench, Kovacic played yeah. in his role, mm. is better at doing that side of the midfield position than N'Golo Kante is in terms of creating. Um, yeah. Yeah, and we all, we all know that N'Golo Kante has done so much. Yeah. Um, so it's a valid point about him and the team. Point. But point. I, still, I still think that he should be in the team. I still yeah. think that... You got to have him in there. I know yeah. when we look on the paper and the setup and his positioning, yeah. and he's got to get forward when he can, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, mm. support the attack. I get, I get that he's not brilliant at that, but I also get, and I watch for a lot in this Chelsea team, is that when he's needed to defend, he yeah. is enough. When useful. the opposition have the he ball, he is enough useful. Yeah. So I know he's not central, yeah. and I know, Correct. I know that 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 maybe Jorginho could can get caught out a little bit, mm. but he is close to him. And Golo yeah. Kante is 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 very defensive when they need him to be. And I think that midfield blend yeah. balance yeah. needs N'Golo Kante, even though Carl's point is a valid point. It's a very good point. That yeah. somebody could do better on the attacking side of it. But I, I just, as a you three... Would hope, I, I would see, and, and, and it is a really good point, and maybe it's a gamble sometimes a manager would make. I'm not sure if Sari does, because I think Sari values that playmaker, whether it be Georgino or Sask in that role. N'Golo Kante in that role is a very different player. But what you get with Angolo Kante is ability to win the ball back, ability yeah. to, to close passing lanes and, and chase yeah. people down. And, yeah. and the reason why you might get a nil-nil when you don't play well yeah. rather than losing one nil because he, yeah. hasn't, he hasn't been around there to do that. In some respect, I, I think he, um, Ross Barkley's challenge is with Kovacic, really, in terms of yeah. can and he that, do enough when he's in possession? Yeah. yeah, Has he done enough? to get the manager's vote in, in these kind of situations. And that's where Ross Barkley's got to become more consistent. We've seen glimpses of it. We've seen the goals. Mm. We've seen a little bit more productivity, certainly of late. Mm. But he's got to keep that going and keep delivering the goals and the assists so the manager starts to think, you know what, I've got to start him and Kovacic is going to be the one who's, who's, who's going to be uh, having a rest on the side. Right now, I, I agree with um, Richard Sari. I, yeah. I agree with him. Yeah. I think Kovacic is, is a better player right now and can give more in this team than than Ross Barkley. And William on the right, Hazard on the left. Morata's got to play, I'm afraid, instead of Olivier Giroud. He's just hot and cold, Morata. Yeah. But, but you need, you've just got to give him a run. You've got to keep him playing. I mean, you just got to. Because he, he, I feel he's got the potential to get more goals and get on a run and be confident. And, and the upside is, the potential upside is... is is better than potential upside of Giroud, who's going to come in and get a few goals and assists and all that. But no, I, I think the team is right. I think you know it, it's they'll look to add players, maybe to give them a little bit more spark in certain areas. Just, just can I quickly go on Everton, Rob? Because I think it is it is yeah. worth a little mention of Everton yeah. and then how and how this this guy. When you look back at big decisions this football club has made, and it's made some bad ones over recent uh, seasons. Yeah, Marco Silva is now proving, I think that he that he's a he was a good pick. 
yeah. and that he's a good manager and he's proven right. it and, and a lot of people weren't sure you know close to relegated teams and what's he really done to earn the to the chance the but, position, I, but yeah. I think there's consistency I think the, the money is now starting to kind of improve the team we see Yeremina come in for yeah. Zuma who couldn't play interesting next next um Game see who plays there alongside yeah. Michael Keane. Keen, we know yeah. Lucas Digne is 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 doing He's really well at left yeah. back. Mm. I think two midfield players are good, and with, mm. with Charleston, at fifty million dollars or whatever he was, something like that. Yeah. Good decision. I like him. He's 21 years yeah. old. He's got a bit of everything. He's learning about English football. He's getting some goals. Um, and with Sigurdsson in behind, Bernard's looking kind of tricky. It, yeah. it, it looks so much it's better It's evolving, now. isn't it? There's a balance now to Everton that you've not mm. seen. I used to always look at Everton and think, like, square holes in round pegs. Oh, he doesn't quite fit there. Oh, they're shoving him here. And it looks better balanced to me now, Rob. Like, it's a team that, that knows itself, that understands its role, mm. getting more from players. I still think there's some evolving to do. I do think uh, Adam and Lukeman will be part yeah. of the first team yeah. picture soon, Rob. I think yeah. he keeps coming on and we see little cameos and him going past people. Mm. And I think sooner or later, and, and I think, again, good management. He's not making those decisions too early and putting pressure on, on the kid. Mm. But I think over the next year or so, we're going to see people like him become starters. We're going to see an evolving Everton. And I've got to be honest, if I was an Everton fan, for, for, it'd be the first time in a while I started to think, OK, looks, I can see where, where, we, where we're going and where we're trying to go. And if they're supported with the right money, if he's given a little bit of patience, mm. Everton will have days, I think, where they can go to places like Chelsea in, in a confident mood that they're not just going to get played, that they're not just going to have to sit back and not have any possession that, mm. you know with the right tactics in the right setup that they can go there and, and, and certainly nick points if not get wins I was critical of Everton in the first few weeks of the season mm. when I when I saw front lines that was like Cenk Tosin Calvert-Lewin Theo Walcott yeah. Nias yeah. played at times Sigurdsson mm. out in a wide position yeah. and I said at the time I remember saying like the front line just, just doesn't have the quality it lacks yeah. quality mm. but that switch of Richarlison to up front mm -hmm. and Bernard coming in and yeah. giving Sigurdsson playing as a number 10 all of a sudden you know even Theo Walcott not not one of my favourite players but it, when you put him with Calvert-Lewin and Cenk Tosin yeah. and Nias yeah. or whatever it, it doesn't it, it it kind of stands out as like, you know, even Theo Walcott's not going to make this team really, yeah, bang really bright. It's a bit bang average. Right, but when you see uh, Richarlison yeah, and Sigurdsson yeah. and Bernard mm. tricky, then you think of Theo yeah, Walcott, you think, yeah, Gomez that's okay. Mm. Now, now, yeah. now, now Theo's not always, not always yeah. um, consistent, but yeah. in that front, you know, because others can do it up there now. Mm. They needed him to be consistent with his other players. That's what I'm trying to say, and he wasn't. Yeah. Now he's not a consistent player, but in, with his others around him, yeah, you're you know, they, they can, from they some can of the make up. Now, yeah. Aren't you? yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. what I'm trying to. What I'm trying to make. And I, mm. Yeah, I just think I agree with you. I think the, the consistency now with Gomez in midfield looks a nice football. Yeah, yeah. I think there's a there's a, a real kind of shape to them now. Goalkeeper, nice shot, goalkeeper. Yeah, he's a good know, goalkeeper. Good yeah. age and, and good good feel about the football club at the moment. They so. should be they should be looking to finish seventh. Yeah, they should be better the rest, shouldn't they? They should be. Looking to Absolutely. be faster than the rest, and, and that's their challenge. And then, yeah. you know, like Spurs, maybe if you, if you took off six, seven years ago, they've got to yeah. start thinking about how they then break into the top six. And yeah. that's that's where their challenge should be. And, and that's yeah. what you would hope Marco Silva is looking to do in his reign there at Goodison Park. Let's talk about our final game, mate. It, it was, mm. was, was Arsenal, another team who, again, have started the season in, in decent form, new manager coming, coming in. Um, getting a bit of a bit of a bad habit though Rob conceding goals and, and often having to, to rely on, on getting something late I think over 75% of the goals have come second half certainly late into mm. games and they've got you know 
real attacking threats. But it's not a tactic you particularly want to rely on. We talked about Man United at times conceding goals. It's not something I don't think Unai Emery is going to be too pleased about, always having to sort of chase games, come back into it, whether it's from the bench or, or the quality mm. that he has on the team. Yeah. Um, because again, against Wolves, if things had gone different and, and, and Wolves had a couple of chances to make it 2-0 before maybe uh, Everton, uh, Arsenal got their goals, sorry, it, it mm. could have been a very different story. Yeah, I, I think to be fair to Unai Emery, he, he always says in his, in his press conferences, in his interviews that, that they've got to improve a lot. I mean, he does, mm. doesn't he? He says it all the time, yeah. we still need yeah. to improve a lot. And I think just like they, they have improved a lot and uh, mm. they've been getting a lot of credit and, and rightly so and, and he's finding a way to be more stronger defensively. But there are, it's not going to, you know, it's not going to be fantastic all the way through now. So, yes, a really difficult game. Wolves, again, fantastic. I mean, yeah. just an excellent yeah. team. Mm. You know, they had like so many chances. Man. I mean, this yeah. game could have been 4-4, 5-5. I thought Bert Leno... Had the best game I've seen him play. Big, big moments, didn't he? Big, yeah. big moments and yeah. big saves yeah, when the team really needed yeah. him. Granit Xhaka mm. had a couple of bit, some nightmares with the error he made. Sloppy play on the, the first goal for Wolves. Um, so, yeah, it, it's it, it's that balancing act, isn't it? And, and all managers talk about it. They want to be more attacking. They want to go out there and start and score goals. But but I guess I can understand with Arsenal's point of view, they just they just want to be more solid. They want to be more careful about that. And, and it's going to take a little bit of time. Our, Wolves are Wolves are, have surprised everybody. And, yeah. and we expected them to be good yeah. in the Premier League. But I didn't expect them to be this good. This good. No. Yeah, Six, I mean, 16 points from 12 games. The kind of football they play, the possession, the, the kind of attitude to games. Yeah, I mean, it's a it, lovely it, style. It's, yeah. it's great width. You know, mm. there's always an outboard for Wolves wide. And that wide player is on the touchline. Now, when you stretch the play like that, the opponents are stretched kind of a long way. You know, that's that's good when you have the ball. And they've yeah. got those midfield players that are so comfortable in keeping the ball that they can use these spare guys. And it frustrated Arsenal. I mean, it mm. really did frustrate them. Um, good result for Wolves. Not so much for Arsenal, but, you know... <laughs> This isn't a time to jump on Arsenal for not nah, being Wolves. It's just it's a, not. It's a working project. Absolutely. Project, isn't it? And I still think, you know, as we get to the 12 games in international break, I, I still think Arsenal are a little ahead of where I thought they'd be, to be honest, Robert. I, I, mm. I still thought they'd, you know, win a game, draw a game, lose a game kind of thing. It's going to take this manager mm. a while. There's already something that's been ingrained in this football club and it's just, I think Arsenal fans would like to believe it's just the start of what Unai Emery could, can achieve here. But um, as you say, slightly disappointing at um, home to, to, to draw with a newly promoted team. But when you think of Wolves, what they've done and how they've played under Nuno, Nuno Espirito Santo, um, I don't think that's a bad result at all, mate. So, well, it was an action-packed Sunday, mate. And <laughs> that's it from us. But as always, we want to hear from you, our listeners. But we want us to um, also rate and review the show. But this time, we want to know who's your top four teams. Who do you think are going to finish in the top four places? I think we all think City are going to be top. But who are the other three teams who are going to take the Champions League spots? Tell us your teams. Tell us your reason why. And we'll read out the best ones on our next Premier League podcast. So, on a weekend when Pep doesn't want any show boating... His team showers, they're the ones still to beat. And remember, we get a week off for international games this week. So look out for our podcast on the week of Thanksgiving. But for now, I'm Earl. He's Musto, together with the two Robbies. Thanks for listening. And bye for now. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. 
Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.